You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 38, Spring Renewal. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life and give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. It is officially mid-March and the blue bonnets are out in some areas in Texas. Such a beautiful flower. If you've never seen one, go to Dina George MD Coaching on Facebook and there's one post in there. Allow yourself to fall in love with what nature can do. My hope is as we open the door to spring, that it's opening the opportunity for you to see the beauty within you and around you. It is such a beautiful time of the year. And speaking of beauty within, do you know that it's available to you? That it can grow within you? No matter where you are in the spectrum of self-assessment. So if you're on one side, if you're self-judging, if you're on the other side, you're self-loving, you're somewhere in between, you can grow. And you can move along that spectrum. You even get to decide what beauty means, like your own definition. It doesn't have to be what the media says or what your friends think, or what your significant other thinks. It only matters what you think, and you get to decide what your definition of beauty is. You. Just you. We're spending time here to really hit home the point on how many choices you get to make. You get to decide what defines beauty, and what you see as beautiful, and what you see within you that's beautiful. And you also get to decide how you share that with others. It's amazing. And it all starts with seeing yourself, seeing the opinion you have of yourself, how you rate or judge yourself, and then grow it. There are times as an adult when it just seems like our opinions, they're facts. We report them as facts. And and people will say often, I'm just telling you the truth. As though the thoughts that they're presenting or the opinions they're presenting are facts, but they're not. So I'll hear things like, I suck at math. Uh, I'm not that smart. Uh, not really a people person. Do these sound like facts? They're not. They're opinion. It's all subjective. So consider this for your spring renewal. Consider viewing yourself as capable. Would that be a game changer? Like if you saw yourself in anything that you were doing as capable, either capable of doing it or capable of learning about it or learning from it, Would that be a game changer for you? That's total spring renewal. What about viewing yourself as an instrument for the work you're called to do? How would that change things for your life? If you see yourself as loving or lovable, if you see yourself as a role model or a leader, what would be different? What will be different for you? I work with smart professionals people who do amazing things, who are accomplished, they work incredibly hard, and you know what? They have problems too. Even problems with self-image. 
even problems with separating thinking, opinion from fact, even problems around challenges or obstacles. When the mind says, quit now, run, hide, stop. It's part of the human experience. So here's what spring renewal is not. It's not vacation. Although being on vacation may prompt some time and space to do the work. As long as you're willing to let go of being busy. It's also not about a massage or a spa day. Those are super awesome and fun, but that truly doesn't reach the level of renewal that we're looking for. So here's what it is. Spring renewal is about shedding the skin of old beliefs, the outdated ones, and to start seeing who we truly are. So seeing what's left when we let go of the lies and we put down the hurts and we realize that fear, doubt, and uncertainty have been speaking for us in the past, but they don't have to anymore. Our first home, like our first purchase of a home was a townhouse. We went from newly married in a small two-bedroom apartment, which was super luxurious at the time. We had a washer and dryer all to ourselves. We moved there to a three-story townhouse with a deck. And not only a deck, but a view of the grassy field that was behind the complex or the the row of townhouses. The deck was probably 10 years old. It was structurally sound enough, provided there was only a few people on the deck at a time and everyone walked pretty slow. And we hired a company to come in, clean it, and seal it. It was looking really shabby. It was gray. It looked old. It looked like it was headed towards retirement. We wanted it to last the time that we were there. So the company came, they cleaned it. When I got home that night, I was in awe. Like I just stood there, mouth wide open, absolutely amazed. The wood looked brand new. It was light brown. It looked so clean. I thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did this all in one day. And I called them. It's like, what did you do? This looks amazing. The person on the phone said, ma'am, it was only cleaned. And a few days after it dries, we'll be back to seal it and stain it. And I thought, what? Are you kidding me? This was behind all the dirt and debris? Like seriously? All the beauty was being hidden by the accumulation of environmental stress and strain? Wow. So the same thing can be applied to our lives, right? We carry around the environmental stress and strain. We've owned it. We cling to it. What if we could renew? That's what we're talking about. Did you know that the only difference between someone who sees themselves as beautiful and someone who doesn't is mindset? That's it. It's all internal. Everything external, it doesn't matter. It's all within. So beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder. I had to look up who said that. It was an author, Margaret Wolf Hungerford who wrote a book in 1878 titled Molly Bond is attributed to that saying. The wrinkles, the scars, the stretch marks, the fat deposits, the sagging, the thinning, the brittle can all be amazing and beautiful. Anything that we work to hide about our physical appearance can be beautiful. Anything about our character can be beautiful when we think about it with a mindset that's supportive. Close your eyes just for a moment 
Only obviously do this if it's safe for you to do it at the moment. Otherwise, do it later. So think about the most precious life in your life. And it all it only requires a beating heart. So it can be your pet, your spouse, your child, a relative, your bestie. It doesn't matter. Choose somebody. Your most precious life in your life. What would our current culture consider imperfect about them? So not you, but what we're looking at is what does our culture consider imperfect? Can you still love them? The answer is yes, right? Because you focus on what's beautiful about them, even with the imperfections, because the imperfections are part of them. That's what we're striving for with spring renewal. Because you can choose that for yourself too. You can choose to see yourself in that same way. So let's pause. Did your brain just say, if only that were true? If only it was real? If only it was true that I was beautiful? I'll tell you, you're both the judge and the jury, and only you get to decide. It's your opinion that matters. Did it happen again? Did your brain just say, be like, that must be nice? Here's a side note. I'm either working on my mind reading skills for every single listener, or I'm sharing what my mind comes up with. Those statements like, oh yeah, that'd be nice. Oh yeah, if that were true. It is nice. It is true. It does require cleaning out that old belief system, kicking it out of your mind to allow a new story. That's spring renewal. Just know this, you can look in the mirror and love what you see. You can do it right now. You can step on the scale and love any number that you see, any of them. You can lay down at night without worry and love how you feel the next morning. It's all available to you. Right now, there's advertisements everywhere. Refresh your landscaping, remodel your home, refresh your wardrobe, update your skincare. Here's the best advertisement of all, and the one that you haven't seen, it's probably the most important. The ad that says, it's time to update your thinking, to grow your brain, to stop the destructive or ineffective routines, to stop checking the boxes of getting by, and to stop settling for mediocre or good enough to see all those ways of living as unsatisfying and unacceptable and to start growing your life in a meaningful and impactful way to start investing in you because you're the best investment there is through you. Anything is possible. Spring renewal is recognizing the outdated, the half truths, the fibs or the mind lies that have been going on and we've bought into them for too long. It's about managing our mind and not allowing it to be unfocused or overstimulated or oversaturated or indulging in emotions, in emotions that don't serve us well and thinking that doesn't serve us well. So it's managing our emotions to see where they come from and taking ownership. Notice it's not changing the emotions. We're not substituting emotions and we're not hiding from them. We're looking at the truth of where they come from. And here's some examples. I didn't receive an invitation and I'm hurt. Most people coming up to me would say, of course, it hurts to be left out. Of course you are. Except the hurt isn't about the invitation. The hurt is about the beliefs about me. I must not be worthy of inviting. I'm not good enough to invite. I'm not fun enough to invite. And the invitation just becomes evidence that it's true. 
See? If they thought I was fun, they would have invited me. If they thought I was worthy or interesting or I'm good enough to be around them, they would have invited me. Just evidence. However, in our spring cleaning, we're going to look deeper. Deeper to own the emotion and attach it to the thinking. And then we see where the power was directed. So the hurt is the thinking of not being worthy, good enough, fun enough, or whatever else there is. That's what created the hurt. And then we can take another step and see that that thinking is optional. Because there are plenty of people, and I can include myself in this group, that are fun, popular, worthy, and they don't receive an invitation, or maybe they do. It doesn't matter. It's how they see themselves. And an invitation is simply an invitation. It's not an evidence for anything. So you want another example? Teenage son says, you're just not that interesting. And I feel sad and withdraw from the conversation. And most people would say, of course that hurts. And why do teenagers do that all the time? But here's spring renewal. The sadness and the withdrawal, they're not from the words that were spoken by the teenager. It's because I believe it's true. And I must suck as a parent, or I do suck as a parent. Because otherwise he wouldn't say that. So those words become evidence, evidence that it's true, very true. I don't even have to consider anything else, except our spring cleaning says, wait a second, it's the belief that I'm not that good as a parent. It's the belief that I'm not that interesting. And I allowed those words to be evidence. That's where the sadness came from. That's where the withdrawal came from. And I can take that step and say that thinking is optional because I can stop believing it. And I can stop using what the teenager says as evidence to support or evidence to refute my beliefs. So let's go a little bit deeper. If I really believe that I am not good at being a parent, like how is that helpful in any way? All that does is perpetuate more negative or ineffective beliefs and behaviors, that it becomes this game of influencing the teenager's opinion rather than improving myself, showing up as myself, being honest as myself. So holding on to that belief system, not helpful at all, not inspiring or motivating to become a better person. And through the spring renewal process, we can see that That's just the story of not good enough. The invitation, also a story of not good enough, not worthy. These are stories we tell ourselves and we hold on to. Spring renewal. So let's use a gardening analogy. First, identify and then pull the weeds. So the story of not good enough, that's a weed. The entrenched stories of not fitting in or not worthy of being included. Those are weeds. I have to do things perfectly. It has to be this way. Those are weeds. So how do you power wash your mind metaphorically like we did on the deck? I don't recommend it. If you've ever used a power washer, you know that it's highly effective at cleaning. However, it creates a mess. It spreads the dirt, the debris, the grass, the rocks. It spreads it everywhere. And whoever's holding the power washer is soaked. So it creates a huge mess. There's a risk of injury based on how strong the spray is. I don't recommend it. 
Because I think if that same premise would hold true for the mind, and I'm all about being efficient and effective, and I would love to do things as fast as possible, but for this one, stirring up every single negative thought, belief, action, memory at the same time, way too much. We don't want to create a mess. I think that's way too much to process, and the environment it leaves behind is not nurtured or ready to plant a new system. I don't see that there's a hack or a quick fix, and there are plenty of ways to renew, recharge, and stretch your thinking that will serve you well and keep you moving in a forward direction. So consider these steps for the spring renewal and take them one at a time. So we talked about identifying and pulling the weeds first. Start with one emotion at a time. When your mood changes, that's your starting point. So notice what you're feeling when that mood shifted, when you thought, oh man, I'm such a good mood, and then you notice you're not. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? And then what else are you thinking? And then look at what it's creating. Look at how you're shifting your behavior, avoiding something, clinging to something, doing something as a way to manage or see how the discomfort is playing out for you. All right, so we identified the emotion. We looked at the thinking and seeing what it's creating. The next part is to write it down, like get it on paper so you can see it. And then you can see which story it fits for you because we all have stories. We've got a story of how we're not good enough or a story around doubt or a story how we don't get it right or maybe we're not that lovable or we don't fit in. And I'll tell you, that's one of my go-tos. Oh, I don't fit in. And you know what happens? I don't try. And then I find more evidence on why I don't fit in. And then I say, well, there you go. I don't fit in. But really, it's because I'm not trying. However, for a long time, this story was so comfortable because it, mean, it meant I didn't have to try. So which of your stories is it bringing up? And here's your renewal. Decide that you are ready to move on from this. You're ready to create a new story. And put every ounce of who you are into believing it, even if you don't have evidence. And when your mind wants to go back to that old story because it has all the evidence on why it's true, why you're not good enough, why it's not going to happen, you just stay focused ahead because that's your renewal. That's your path. And that's how both today and tomorrow are going to be different. That's how you both pull the weeds, fertilize the soil, and plant the new beliefs. And create the environment that those new beliefs can really grow and develop. And then you move on to the next one. You notice the next time your mood has shifted. You notice the next time there's a a mood that you don't like or what you would consider a negative mood, a negative feeling. And you do the same thing. You pull the next weed, you plant the new seed, you fertilize it. And like begets like. Healthy systems attract more healthy systems. So the less weeds, the more the flowers or whatever it is you're planting can grow. And the more it's going to start to attract the bees, the dragonflies, the birds, the ladybugs, the worms. And so you can develop this whole new ecosystem, this positive synergistic ecosystem in the new environment. The same is true with our brain. We're creating new pathways That's bringing in new behaviors that are positive. It's bringing new people into our lives. 
It's bringing out different relationships with the people who are in our lives. And we don't need any excuses. Here's the ingredients. Learn about you. See what you don't like, what's not serving you well, what's creating rifts in your emotional balance. And see that it's your responsibility. It's your response. And it's reinforcing that old system of beliefs that's not serving you well. Write it down so you can see it and then decide to let it go. And that's what will help your new belief to grow. That's how you can plant that new belief and give it love and attention. For the gardeners, the U.S. is divided up into hardiness zones. This is how you can detect a gardener, like a true gardener. You ask them one question. What zone do you live in? And when they respond, oh, I'm in zone whatever, then you know that's a gardener. (laughs) And that's who you want to ask questions to. So a hardiness zone, that's a geographic area that is defined based on the climate and the conditions that are relative to a plant and how it can grow and survive. So some plants do well in zone two, others do well in zone nine. And it makes sense from the perspective that if you look at what grows in Maine, it's probably not going to grow as well or maybe even grow in South Texas. Such different environments. If you go on the internet, you can totally get lists of what plants are better in particular zones. Super easy. We've got it so much better as humans. We don't have to pay attention to zones. We can plant any belief at any time and we can nurture it. Positive beliefs, negative beliefs, neutral beliefs, we can choose any of them. And all that determines if those beliefs are going to thrive or wither is our ability to persevere, our ability to stay focused and to keep the conditions right, to keep pulling the weeds as they come up, to keep watering, keep fertilizing, keep providing light until we see the growth. And then as we see the growth, to keep adding to the mix so that it continues to grow and bring in more of the same. Gardening and spring renewal, all in one episode. Here's the summary. Beauty starts within. It's incredibly difficult to see the beauty around you if you don't see the beauty within you. It's easy to hold on to the old stories. They're safe. They're comfortable. They keep us hidden except that they're weeds and they're holding us back. So pull the weeds, take one at a time, and plant the seeds of new beliefs. You can have any belief you want. So let's practice some. Repeat after me. I am capable. I can do this. This is the most important thing I can do with my life right now. I can repair this. I am beautiful. I am smart and I will figure this out. Give your new beliefs all the love and encouragement that you do for your favorite person, favorite animal in your life. All that same love, all that same time, all that same encouragement Give it to your new beliefs and keep going. And that's spring renewal. That's also the path to a phenomenal life. I am sending you all my best, a huge high five, and I'll see you next time. Are you ready for coaching? 
Ready for more in your life? Want to see what's possible? Then message me at Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you.